Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. Authority Radio with your host, Jeff Blue, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referee Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Lock and load wrestling fans, it's time for war. live in the ER. Welcome to War Wrestling Authority Radio. I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane, along with my co-host. The reason why the show will never be a bag of dicks, Chaotic Katie, and I got another one coming on air with us just now. Come on, let her on. And tragically late as always, running on Jewish Standard Time, it's me, Jess Blue, also known as Malice Mayhem. Hey, lady, once it, once it hits 10 to 9, I start getting ready to fly. Yeah, I have kids. I can't, I can't just do, drop everything sometimes. Okay. Children, nothing happens until two minutes before we have to go on air, and then the whole world falls apart. Yep, I bet. <laughs> I've seen it. Of course. Hey, that's that's what life is like with, with younger kids. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been there. I've been there, been there, done that, uh, could uh, definitely uh, write a book on it, but uh, hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Uh, now, as soon as I, I get my... I just settled for my... back, back rub that time. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Okay, we're missing something. Oh, uh, jeez. Yeah, I don't know where, uh, where he's at, but... Um, He's there somewhere. I, I felt, felt that he was there. 
so. Oh. And, of, and of course, my browser's acting up, so. All right. Uh, let's see here. Well, hold on now. We're going to now give it a second here. Let's see what happens. Because I'm waiting. Because, I, because until I get my uh, little thing. Oh, jeez. A web page is slowing down your browser. Well, this is the only web page that's up. Thank you, Firefox. Okay, there that's we go. I don't use Firefox. All right. Normally, it works just fine. I don't know why it's why it's acting up tonight. So, all right. Well, yeah. All right. Um, so, all right. Well, I'll tell you what here. Now, um, girls, I actually have to call Bill to get him back. So. Okay. I so it's good. So you guys are going to be uh, on your own for a minute or two while I buzz him. So right, I just yeah, make it quick, I don't man. want Let's you to be put on the spot. Okay, hold on. And this this is a reason. This isn't hey, just do it. You know. So, anyways, so what's going on in the world of Jess? What he got going on? You were saying something about uh, getting a tryout oh. last week. We never really got yeah. to talk about that. Um, I, I, I'm not going to give the letters or the name, but uh, I, I, I didn't. That's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> exactly. I I had a tryout for a. Uh, a uh, another next level up from independent mm-hmm. wrestling, and I'm pretty excited mm-hmm. about that. And then um, I'm going to a seminar and tryout for New Japan next month, so I've been invited to that. So that's kind of cool. And oh, um, yeah, that's, that's kinda, I would love to go to New Japan. I would be so happy. Yeah. I man, I I would eat like a fat girl. I would I actually would probably get kicked out of Japan or be sent to the sumo leagues because I would be like fucking giant huge. I'd just go over there and eat all that food. It would be amazing. They got some good food, man. They don't have too many fat people. It's since they introduced McDonalds that they started getting fat, so stay away from the McDonalds and the dumplings. I don't know. Dumplings and rice and pasta and all of that, yeah. That would be just instant Mm. like Carb suicide for me, but right? you know all the fresh fish and the fresh that. vegetables mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that. I'd be so happy. Oh, I'd be all over that. Oh, yes. totally all over that. So, if you do get into New Japan, you do have to move to Japan. Yes. Okay. Start yes. teaching MJ some Japanese, man. Teach him how to order his favorite food now. <laughs> you know what his favorite food is? Mm. Sushi. Oh, His favorite food is sushi. Good yeah. boy. That's actually good for you, buddy. Awesome. I think actually his first solid food was actually sushi. So that's fine. And like every birthday, every special meeting, uh, he's over there singing sushi, sushi, sushi. As I'm talking. Oh my god. Um. Every. <laughs> that's awesome. How about you? Okay, quiet, buddy. That's... Mommy's on the radio. <laughs> Anyways, um, like every big. Celebration meal. He's like sushi, <laughs> like, and we're having a yard sale this weekend. And our roommate was like, "What are you gonna buy with your money?" And he's like, "Sushi." <laughs> That's all right, man. You know, like, like, straight up, my both my nieces actually, and this is true for both of them. Their first real solid food, other than cheesies, of course, was French fries, and that was also their first word, was French fries. 
You know, nice. so to hear that a child's first solid food is sushi, something that's not deep fried and processed and salted to death, it's refreshing. And I and yeah. I ate, I ate sushi the whole pregnancy. I I, I stayed away from certain Why? you know certain fishes, but yeah. for the most part, because there's some that are have more mercury yeah. in them and not. But yeah, um, like tuna. I ate yeah I ate sushi the whole pregnancy. So yeah. You gotta stay away from the albacore. You can have it sometimes. You just can't be feasting on it. Like, well, hold on. Um, I didn't eat too fish. much with Kate. Kate was fine. I didn't eat all the that. Swordfish. Much. You have to watch. Yeah. You have to watch the bottom yeah. fish. That's that's pretty much mm-hmm. what where it was. So. Yeah, Dee. So yeah, we've got that going on, and that's pretty cool. Um, I'm I'm now on a solo career. Not not part of controversial mayhem. Now I'm just mayhem, and that's pretty cool. And I still oh, have yeah. my demon squad, which is awesome. So wrestling going, we're still in many states. And then um, I am with a new wrestler who is coming out Ooh. of injury, and he will oh, wow. be introducing himself. But uh, his uh, gimmick is he doesn't speak. It. I, I have a whole bunch of wrestlers that don't speak in the ring. My demons don't speak. And my new wrestler doesn't speak, and he is in multiple, multiple more promotions that I'm not in. So I'm putting him in my promotions, and he's putting me in his promotions. We're cross promoting each right? other, and uh, yeah, it's gonna that. be awesome. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. Oh, okay. Boys are having issues getting here. Apparently, we're supposed to keep going. Um, um yeah. Steve may see, have uh, to reboot, and Sean's working on it. So yeah, you're you're managing new people, yeah. So it's me, okay. None, so none of your people speak, none of them. No, no. Um, um, not that I want to like out my demon, yeah. but my demon is um has always been non-speaking because he looks very menacing. However, he mm-hmm. is gay, so the voice does not match the gimmick, and so he looks just very evil, very men- and and like. But he'll walk up and he'll be like, "Yes, Queen," and you're like, "Nope." <laughs> so, and the only time I ever heard him speak in ring was he was in there and he was backing up and he backed into this like six foot three, very three foot wide, very muscular man, and he's like, "Shit, he's behind me." Only it was like, "Shit, oh, he's shit. behind me," <laughs> and it was hilarious. Like. The whole crowd gasped because nobody had ever heard him talk. <laughs> so it was like, so, but uh, he, he's awesome. Like, he's just, he's such a fantastic wrestler and worker. And then we have a new, we have a new wrestler with us. And his name, he goes by the handle Minos. And Minos is very awesome, but he's very, he's not green because he's out of training, but he's green. And the fact that, so we've kind of brought him in and I have a puppy. That's kind of my puppy demon. And so, uh, you know, exactly, exactly. And um, weird enough, uh, my other demon um, beat, or he didn't beat somebody. Somebody beat him this week, but somehow the person that beat him is now a demon slave. And I'm not really sure how that all worked, but now I have another puppy in Kansas promotion. So I'm like, all right, we've got all of this stuff. So I've kind of... I'm kind of building my own squad, my own stable. Yeah, well, if you, if you, uh, I'm not saying you're breeding these puppies, but. 
All right. And we are going to try this again. This is Statistics Sean David uh, joining everybody here tonight. Um, I'm going to have to go message Steve. So, um, <clears throat> girls, uh, why don't you tell everybody who we're going to have with us tonight? Tell them yourself. All right, well, tonight we will have uh, ECW legend Bill Alfonso with us. Um, We're going to see if we can get Bill Alfonso back with us and uh, get Steve with us and go from there. Uh, We will be having a loaded show to hear tonight and we'll have fun. Um, We're going to take another song break while we get our technical difficulties under control here tonight. Uh, We're having some problems with blog talk, or at least I am. So we'll be back in about uh, three to five minutes.
This is Wrestling Authority Radio. You are live inside the ER. We apologize for the last almost 20 minutes of technical difficulties we were having here tonight. Uh, I got a brand new computer today, and... So, uh, we're going to have Bill Alfonso with us here tonight. Yay! Hooray! Anyway, we'll have legendary Bill Alfonso with us here tonight, and uh, we'll go from there and uh, see what we can come up with tonight. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here too. One, two, three. You, me, and you, me, and the other. On the count of three, everybody knocks phone difficulties. Yay! Sorry about that, guys. I got a brand new PC, and it's it's not playing nice with Blog Talk tonight. Um, can somebody message Steve and see ass. if he's coming? <clears throat> well, okay. I'm just going to say in chat, uh, get here. Okay. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to take a slight chance that that's Steve and... Don't worry about it. I got a soundboard. If they're a total douche canoe, I can meet them. That is okay. I punch them in the throat if it's not Steve. Steve, is that you? Okay, that's me. This is me. Now, who's on? All right, now who's on host spot? First off, me, John. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. All right. I'm going into green room. I'm going to call Bill and get him on. So all right. Talk. Do whatever. Do your job. Okay. okay. Anyways, uh, get... let's, let, hold on a second. Let's continue with where we left off. All right. Now, some of your characters that you represent, Jess, they don't talk. So what do you do? Do you no. pull a Paul Heyman? Do you pull a Paul Heyman? I, I totally, I, I do it better than a Paul Heyman. I pull almost a uh, a uh, Sherry Martell. You know, like I'm, I'm straight up Sherry Martell. So it's awesome. Okay. And I yeah. love it. So I, I talk for my people. Uh, but I've been encouraging my people to talk for themselves because eventually I want them to outgrow me and keep going. So it, it's kind of a – I have a rotating cast and stable now, and it's kind of awesome. I almost spit my coffee across the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. No. Yeah, I, I just awesome. uh, The only reason my brand-new one will probably never do promos on his own because he does not speak English. Wow. So, yeah. That's okay. Pretty awesome. So another thing, okay, you know what you could do for that? Get him mm. get somebody to translate for him exactly what he wants to say. Get him to say what he wants to say. Put it out on English on cue cards and hold it up for the audience to read. That would be hilarious. That would be yeah. hilarious. Yeah, he speaks be like, be like a talking so bubble. It's very it's yeah. very island and very yeah. Angry and growly and broad. Yeah, that sounds. It's kind of cool. Yeah. That sounds sad. Yeah, no. no, man. But you can. It kind of is. It kind of is. I. You get kind of scared of this guy. Piece. He could pick me up and carry me, and I'm a big girl. Dude, you get a piece of Bristol board, right? Make a talking bubble and say what he wants to want you to say in the talking bubble. That's <laughs> and then funny. Put it right beside his head. Don't, no, yep, I, that's I, funny. I think it would be kind of cute. You know. Oh, Dong. All right. Hi, Sean. Bob. All right. All right. Uh, 
Uh, Jess, I don't mean to cut you off, but ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, he is our main guest of the evening. He is the ECW legend, the extreme, Bill Alfonso. Yay! Yay! I've been looking forward to this all week, actually. And all last week. I'm really happy about this. Hey, Bill. Good evening, sir, and how are you? Hello, Bill. Bill, 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 Banana, Fanna, Fulfill. Be my mother. Bill, you're unmuted. That means you talk. But you were talking to him in the. Were you in the green room with him? Go back in the green room. I don't know. I, I, I'm doing my job. <laughs> oh, no. Steve lost Bill. Oh, no. No, Bill's there. Oh, we lost Shit. Bill. Bill's All right. Dropped. Hang on. All right. I'll call him right back. Okay. All right. Go, go do uh, your job, Steve. Well, I need to break some news here quickly. It seems that another talent. 813. Who's 813? So would that be Bill? That should be Bill Alfonso. That will be Bill when he co- when he connects. So just okay. everybody kind of hang tight here, and we'll get this. <laughs> oh, I love this. This is great. I like live calls. Daddy, so sorry about that. Uh, Stop your call for some reason. It's hey. okay, sir. It's all right. Sir. Welcome, Thanks Bill. For coming Welcome. Out. Welcome. Good now? Uh, yes, oh, we yeah, can hear you Oh, thank now, you. Loud, thank you so much. Is, uh, I'm glad to uh, be here. Oh, I'm this glad to I uh, got a message yep. for you real quick uh, from uh, from Jim. Uh, he said that uh, he would have been here tonight, but he can't, but he has a family thing. But he says, oh. send, Fonzie my, send Fonzie my best, daddy. Yeah, back at him. I like Jim. <laughs> He was a great guy to work with. We were together five years in uh, Philadelphia in uh, New oh, York wow. and all that area. Oh, wow. Well, we now have the ECW legend Bill Alfonso with us, and we are going to be having somebody joining us very soon that has worked oh. with Bill Alfonso in the Chicagoland okay. area. Good to know. Exactly. So, that means I can uh, watch the board. Yes, uh, we'll have a lot of fun here tonight. I'm going to let Steve Kane take it away because he set this all up, oh, and I want to I want to let him get his feet wet with baby. another experienced referee. That's exactly it, because uh, uh, yeah. of course uh, that's what I spent my career as, and of course that's how Bill started out. So, um, mm-hmm. Bill, why don't you go ahead though first, kind of talk to us a little bit about uh, your background growing up, because uh, you're a New England boy, uh, grew up in New Hampshire, and that. Uh, no, 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 that's, that's, I'm from Tampa, I'm from Tampa, the oh, New Hampshire oh. thing, it's on my uh, Wikipedia, and it's been on there for years, but I don't know, that's uh, one of the only things they got wrong. Oh, wow, okay, so you, oh, so you yeah, know, Ta- Tampa Bay, I grew up in Tampa, was a hot bed, wrestling was big here when I was growing up. Oh yeah, you because I mean you grew up with uh, championship wrestling from Florida then. If I'm uh, exactly Eddie Graham, Malenko, Johnny Valentine, you know the uh, Dusty, Dick Murdoch, uh, everybody, the Sheik, Dory Funk, Jack Briscoe, Terry Funk, all those guys. And oh this my is where God! Where I broke in. Wow. Yeah, I mean, so. wow. I mean, uh, that's. Uh... Now, how influential, uh, just because you, you mentioned wrestling down there, uh, 
how influential was Kevin Sullivan down there? Kevin had when he was here. He, I'd say um, out of his career, he probably spent four or five years here, and um, yeah, he was a, a a big asset. Yeah, he was a, a main event guy for a long time, and plus he was in the office doing a lot of writing and working, you know, on the shows. Oh, wow. That that is the yeah. guy that if uh, if he was still booking television, wrestling might be a whole different ball game here today. Yep, you're right. I mean, it, wow. yeah. he's Kevin, got that Kevin more traditionalistic right style. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Steve. Well, actually, actually, I think Kevin has a does have uh, some uh, say on uh, Impact now, so uh, he is back in it. So that's. So oh, great. Which one's Impact? Which one's Impact? Uh, TNA, which you were okay, with yeah, for yeah, a little yeah. bit there. Yeah. That's the show Van Dam and Samu just worked on in New Jersey or something. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It was yeah, Impact, they yeah. At, uh, yeah, they worked at uh, pay-per-view that they did uh, WrestleMania week over there, and uh, Van Dam, uh, in fact, uh, signed right out of that. So... One of your so one of your guys uh, back on a back on a uh, major company full time, which is really cool, and that very so cool. Now, now, okay, so you grew up obviously, like you say, with uh, with championship wrestling from Florida, um, right? Who who first broached you, or who did you first approach, and to say, hey, I'd like to get into this business. How do I do it? Well, uh, we, we get a little time on this program, right? Yeah, oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got okay. at least 90 minutes, so you talk, yeah. man. <laughs> you got okay. so, uh, yeah, have an hour and a half. Uh, uh, hey, what, what's the girl's name? I'm sorry. Me? I'm Kate. Yes. You can call me whatever Kate? you like. Yeah, Kate. oh, Kate's cool. Katie, Kate. That's whatever. cool, Daddy. Katie, yeah. I love it. <laughs> okay. Hey, um... Um, and thanks for having me on the show. And I was you oh, asked yeah. me who approached how I get into wrestling. Well, my dad, I was uh, maybe about 12 years old, 13 years old. My dad was a friend of the sports editor for the uh, Tampa Bay Times, a big newspaper yeah. here in the sports section. Oh, and yeah. he used to write the results of wrestling that was every Tuesday night with Eddie Graham and who won, who lost, and they put the ad. So he was there. So he used to get comp tickets. So he had lunch with my dad, and he said, "Hey, Steve, you got a couple of kids at home here. Here's some tickets for wrestling." So my dad came home with two comp tickets for wrestling. It was Eddie Graham and Malenko and all those guys, and uh, I didn't know what, what what it was. I didn't know anything about wrestling. Nothing. I like Demo. I I, I was a big Demo fan, so love the idea. So what, I, I went to. Um, to the show and fell in love with it. The first time I went to a pro wrestling match, I said, wow, couldn't believe it. I was 13, 14 years old. And I said, that's what I want to do. So I would go to, I went to wrestling for about three or four years. And then I finally started meeting some of the guys, Rocky Johnson and King Curtis, wow. Mark Lewin. Kevin nice. wow. And, I, and we, we became nice. friends. You know, I'd go I'd pick him up at the airport and hang out, go get sandwiches and stuff for him. And, uh, um, 
the closest I saw, I, I grew up to be 150 pounds, so I couldn't wrestle at all. So uh, they say, hey, you make a good referee because you're small. You make us look big. You know what I mean? So I got into it that way. I got lucky. I know what that's like. It was a lot of help. Oh wow! <coughs> now, now were there now now when I now when I actually even when I first started watching wrestling, the first person that I actually really kind of connected up to was the uh, late great Connie Marker, who. Uh, was uh, Dick the Bruiser's referee. Now, was there anybody that uh, you watched who you kind of uh, picked up after, um, as far as as far as uh, style and that was concerned? I don't know. Dusty Rose taught me a lot. Oh, Dusty! Oh, wow, that's Big awesome. Dusty. Yeah, that I worked with him from nineteen. I worked from him to, from nineteen eighty with the Florida Championship Wrestling. I went to TBS, the Superstation, Channel 17. Uh, mm-hmm. It was Channel 17 back then. It wasn't the Superstation yet. And uh, right. I worked with him there. Then TBS. Then I worked with him in uh, New York a little bit, too. And then back in WCW, too, with Jack wow. Gonzalez and all those guys. So That's Dusty amazing. was a big and, – and I was watching him before I met him. You know, he gave me my first job. Mm. That's fantastic. My gosh. Wow. My name's Jess, by the way. I didn't. I. I did. I was on mute earlier, and I was talking to you. But you didn't hear me, so I don't want Kate to get all the I'm attention. Gonna... I'm here too. Oh, I got two girls. <laughs> you know, yes. I. 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 I always wow, say. Wow, Daddy, that's great. I always <laughs> say. Oh, oh my goodness! You should see when. Okay, Jess. Jess is. Jess has been with us for a couple of months now, and I remember when she first came to us. I, I ran around saying, "They got me my own co-host. This is wicked." <laughs> I love it. That's my baby. Uh, and I'm, uh, I'm an independent pro wrestler, so I'm I'm in the ground. I'm 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 a weekend warrior. Every weekend yeah. I'm out in a different mm-hmm. state wrestling all over. So I I'm actually currently still in the field running around like a maniac. <laughs> oh, nice! I'm glad you are uh, doing what you like. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Me too. I I'm I'd make a small uh, referee. <laughs> well, what did you say? Well, You're a referee. No, I, I I'd make a I'd make a really small referee. I'm five foot one and a half and about 130 pounds. Okay, that's Give perfect it. because that's a gift. That's your gimmick. You're small. Isn't it? No, that's, that's a job. Have all that power. <laughs> you can bring it out in a carry-on bag. Yeah, you can bring it out folded in a carry-on bag. It would be perfect. It'd be yeah. a great gimmick. It'd be carry-on cape. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Very on, Kate. I like this. Oh, this is good. That's fucking beautiful. Uh, now, Fonzie's career uh, went not only from uh, a referee oh to God. a manager, but uh, I sent the girls a classic Bill Alfonso match from uh, your career, Bill. And uh, what I sent them, uh, we'll talk it's about here in gory. a little bit, but the match that I that I decided to send them was you against Beulah McGillicuddy. Excuse me. I beat her ass. <laughs> <laughs> did you beat her ass or did she beat your ass? Tell the truth. Uh, she was my, my uh, Tommy Dreamer's wife, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so yeah. I had to put her over. And I loved her. We, it, it was fun. It worked out to be something good, you know what I mean? We were good at that night, so I was glad about that. I so, thank you. I you always were bleeding like a stuck pig. 
Oh, man, I had to get rushed to the hospital. Almost died that night by accident. But oh, my God. Perfect for the match. What a, you know, it, what it, do you mean? it worked good. Oh, his, his mean? forehead was busted open. He was bleeding like a stuck pig. It was pretty bad. Oh, my he, he, God. Ble- he bled like a geyser. It was bad. Yeah, that, well done. That'll, that'll well be done. one of the epic ECW moments that I don't know that the fans will ever be uh, as grateful as what they should be for. But Bill Alfonso versus Beulah McGillicuddy, it's on the YouTube. Um, if you've never seen the match, it's on not YouTube. on the YouTube. On the YouTube. <laughs> now we're all aging hipsters. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. You know, <laughs> first, first it started with it's, we're on the Twitter and the Facebook. Now on the YouTube. I'm on the face face. But, and what's funny, Bill, is Sean's only 28. Okay. We are yeah, so much the older than he us. is, and we don't yeah. talk like that. Sean's the baby. Sean's our baby. Sean's okay. the baby of the show. And then uh, I'm in Chicago. I think Katie's older than me. Uh, Katie, oh, is in Chicago. Katie is in Canada. I am in, uh, okay. uh, I am about to... I'm about two hours from Chicago. Steve is about an hour from Chicago. And Jess Blue is down in Kansas, where I don't believe it's Kansas anymore, Bill. We might have to tap our heels together a couple times. What? Click your heels wow. together three times and go F yourself, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's out there with her. Hey, a real good friend of mine I'd, I'd be showing them right now. I'm legend. Yeah, I'm going to name one oh. big name that was from that area, Katie. Okay. Are you, are you in Kansas, right? Uh, no, I'm in Kansas. Kansas. Yes. It's okay. I can, okay. I can be in Kansas. Hey, uh, Walter. Oh. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Kansas. It's all good. It's all good. You know, okay, Harley anyway, Race is? I know who Harley Race is. He was really good friends with my grandfather, so yes, I, I know Harley Race. Oh, nice, well. nice. He was the world Ooh. champion, you know, for a long time. He was great. And and he's our he's our, our pro wrestling um you know until nor now um he was our 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 you know big pro wrestler from Kansas but now we've got one that's on WWE and I can't think of his name right now but he's really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Damn he's it! He's really pretty. <laughs> he is pretty. game and says, yeah, I'm going for the guys in the blue sweater. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm well, doing. Don't you, okay, last night when we yeah. started talking about wrestlers, don't you remember I said I'm having the buffet? Come on now. That's yeah, how, I just buffet. look at who's prettier, and that's the one I cheer for. That's how it works. So, <laughs> I like no, it. Uh, oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, Baron Corbin is from Kansas City also. So. Nice. Yeah, Baron yeah. Norbin. Um, all right, back to Bill Alfonso. You Good. were uh, part of the first ECW pay-per-view. Can you tell us what the what the environment is with that uh, mentality that went into that pay-per-view? That if 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 we don't go big, we're going bust. God, you would you would have thought it was the Super Bowl that night, and we all there was a bunch of us, Paul Hayden and myself, that been around WrestleMania as a big pay-per-views and uh, starcades and all kind of big events. But this was a different animal. It was so cool, man, to be one of the only companies um, back then that would do that. We ended up doing 21 pay-per-views, which was great for a company. 
but it was uh, like on fire. We, everybody was excited and uh, and ready to go. It was a good step. Well, uh, and the thing about it is, on a small scale. Uh, right. I wanted to leave it on a small scale. It was big in a small way. Um, nobody realizes hmm. that if that pay-per-view would have went bust or would have went 10 minutes longer, that pay-per-view wouldn't have never made air. Uh, there's a couple things. Number one, Paul put a good amount of his personal money and a lot of people's money into that pay-per-view. And if that show busted, that meant everybody could 250000 just to put it on. Put it made wow. Wow. The trucks and everything. Yeah. We did a Ooh. lot of them like that. Fly by, you know, barely make it. Uh, but, man, we just come out. We were, uh, we had the luck of the iris, man. Well, and then the yeah. the, the building transformer blew that night uh, because we could not handle all the juice that you were guys put, were putting out. And it just so happened that went out within, like, five minutes of the show going off the air. If the show would have gone five minutes longer, it wouldn't have all made pay-per-view. Right. It was crazy that night. Oh, man. Uh, that's... I bet. And, you know, there, there's... Uh, I, I'm sure you've been back there since the uh, original ECW days. But that is a venue that will always have a big place in history. We don't know that it's going to stand forever. But um, it's it's definitely a building that's got history in it, going back to uh, I, I believe I, when you might have started with the company, and that was before it was ECW back when it was uh, oh hell what was it not Eastern Eastern, but the one Eastern before Champion that. Eastern Championship yeah, Wrestling. I came, I came in '95 and they were Paul Heyman was already there and Todd Gordon okay. was doing real good, and then you know a year after that we did the pay per views and all that so. Yeah, that's a historical place. Right. I was happy to be there. I've been in a lot of major companies, you know, Japanese companies, uh, WWE, WCW, Ted Turner, Florida Wrestling. But I really had a great time those five years I was at ECW. It was because uh, I was a part of something, really, from the ground up. Yeah, it was... It was something, and of course, I mean, now you start. Now you started out, of course, doing the referee thing. Um, you were, yes. according to the storyline, brought in by Shane Douglas as uh, as a as a state official uh, in, char- uh, in charge of making sure that the rules. Yeah, were because you got to remember strictly. the whole story. The, you got to remember the whole story was that. I had worked with Shane for years, and he knew me real well. I had just mm-hmm. left WC, I mean, uh, WWE, so I was on national fucking Monday Night Raws and all the baby reviews. So and I, from there, before that, it was WCW in Atlanta. So when he brought me in, it was pretty cool gimmick. <laughs> mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah which is uh, you yeah, to, to be a uh, troubleshooting, uh, uh, like a, a pro bench, you know, sports entertainment, no violence, anti-violence, uh, family entertainment. And the people in they were, you know, next to my brother ECW was crazy. So again, the gimmick got over. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and right and right off after after they. <clears throat> 
suspended you, air quotes, uh, you wound up pairing up with a guy by the name of Tad. Wow. Yeah, Tad. Him and I. um, Yeah, let's talk about him. Yeah, I I like Taz. And he had um, tried, uh, he had been in wrestling for a while and had several different gimmicks, you know what I mean? Tasmania, like Monkey Boy, or whatever he was. But he didn't really get over until he became Taz. And they put us together and we kind of built on each other. And it was really good timing. You know, so it worked yeah, out really well for us. Big and fan he was a, you know, he was a great gimmick. It was, and and one of the and one of the and one of the fun things about that was the fact that uh, you guys actually uh, dressed in the same colors. Uh, we've got we've got a picture that's uh, rolling around tonight of you uh, with him, and you've got your you've got your orange shirt and black bow tie on to. Uh, Go with uh, his orange and black. So yeah, we were a team, man. We jived. We, we were pretty good. We were all the main events and stuff, so we had to live the part. You know what I mean? It was a lot of fun, mm. brother. A lot of hard work. Oh yeah, I bet. Now, 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 Paul. Now, of course, Paul was doing all the all the booking and that at that point. Um, pretty pretty so, much, yeah. Okay. Okay. So now, when and how did he come up with the idea of uh, pairing you up uh, first with Sabu and then with uh, and then with uh, Van Dam? I guess because my time was up with Taz, he didn't need me no more, and uh, I, you know, just the, the timing. You know, you had to be there. This mm-hmm. way it worked out real good. Paul was really smart in, in uh, storylines that he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was blessed with the you know, spots. I had the top spots the whole five years I was there. I was really blessed. So, let's, okay, All right. so let's, let's talk about that first, the first time that you and Sabu sat down before before you guys ever – Oh, went out in front of a crowd together. What was what was that like? Because I mean, you know, all well, any I'll of us that are in I the did, business okay, I'll have tell heard. You, I'll tell you, yeah, I'll tell you something. Um, I didn't know Sabu at all. I didn't know eighty percent of the guys. I had been in the business already twenty years before I went to ECW. I knew Paul Heyman. When I got up there, I knew Shane Douglas. I didn't know Tommy Dreamer. I didn't know Sandman. I didn't know Van Dam, Taz, uh, uh, Sabu, Mikey Whiprack. I didn't have a clue who these fucking guys were, you know? <laughs> and but we all clicked pretty good. And when they put and Sabu together, I said, Sabu, one of my first matches I refereed was with your uncle, the Sheik, in Amarillo, Texas. He fought Terry Funk in the Rusty Kane match, and he stabbed me at the end of the match with a pencil, and I still got the lead mark in my arm. And Sabu said, oh, my God, he didn't know that. So we became really good friends because it was like, a, uh, you know, ironic that I, my first match I refereed was his uncle, and now I'm doing this big angle with uh, his nephew 20 years later. Mm, okay. Okay, so 
then okay, so now there, then that that brings it around. Then then you get uh, Van Dam into into the picture. Now, had you worked with him uh, prior when he was uh, Robbie V in uh, WCW or at all or not? No, no, no. I met him okay. in Italy, WCW, and we okay. right away. So I just talked to Van Dam and I. Have you seen his uh, documentary Headstrong? No, no, not yet. I have not. You guys check it out. It's pretty cool. Okay. All right. So, guys, put that put that on put that on your playlist. So yeah, you guys uh, you can... wrestling. It's a it's a different side uh, of Van Dam. It's pretty cool. The whole documentary about his uh, recent life. Well, okay. and the whole thing cool. about Van Dam that was just always fascinating to me is here's a guy that is just so well-versed in the ring. He could he could do – the stuff that Van Dam could do in that ring was nothing short of breathtaking, especially when he uh, came up. Uh, I know I'm going to get him confused, so I'm not going to name which one, but the one where he goes from corner to corner. Yeah, see, Van Dam is a very – Different. I mean, he's really fucking good. I've seen a. I've met a lot of guys. He's one of my top three favorite guys. He's one of my favorites ring. too. I love him all the best. He, he is. He's talented. Yeah. Super talented. Yeah, he does stuff nobody else does. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if if you there was there was something that WWE released years back, and it shows him, and he's got two sets of bricks. Uh, one on each side, and he's literally doing the splits on the uh, on the bricks like nothing, you know, nothing's bugging him at all. I'm like, oh my was, god, like that's the marijuana, yeah. son. Yeah, he <laughs> likes the 420, that's for sure. Oh yeah. Well, he does like the 420, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know how anybody could make their body that flexible. The flexibility of Rob Van Dam Yoga. was breathtaking. Yoga, 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 damn you. Yoga. He's been stretching. He's been stretching (laughs) his whole life since he was a kid. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. That's why his body's still in pretty good shape, because uh, he stretched religiously before all his matches. Stretch. Seriously. My husband is 50 years old. He did freestyle wrestling for his entire high school career and part of his college career. And yeah, he, so almost went to the, he almost went to the Olympics. He almost went to the Olympics. His knees are, his knees are done. He was also a, a goalie yeah. for hockey. He played soccer, baseball, oh my football, God, his body and, and whatnot, you know. And he does manual labor. I'm surprised this man can still walk. When he bends his left knee, it doesn't bend like yours or mine. It bends in. Like a goalie hey. doing the butterfly stance to hey, go down hey, on his back. Hey. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> um, I've been yes, around the, uh, the athletes like your husband, uh, mostly mm-hmm. in wrestling, and all these conventions that I do now. And you know, it's all the old timers and stuff. I'm I'm not an old timer, but I am kind of. Mm-hmm. They're all their bodies are shot, um, plastic Broken hips, down. titanium hips. Um, um, they're in walkers that bend over. Their knees are shot, elbows. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. Every one of them. So I feel, yeah. God bless your husband. He's fifty years old. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. I, I mean, I saw one of our friends today, and he's 
he's maybe mid thirties and he's he's acting like he's in his fifties. Oh, I got a pain here, I got a pain there, I got a pain like this pain over here and I'm just like, dude, yoga. Just do some yoga. Yeah, and he's uh, diving down his face. Yeah, he no, starts laughing at me, and I, I said to him, I said to him, straight up, nobody's asking you to do full-out Scorpion pose or, or tie yourself <laughs> up in a pretzel. It's it's core-building stretches. You're holding a position. That's all you're doing. You're using your own body weight to strengthen yourself. And it's, it's similar. Yes, Diamond Dallas Page, DDP, he's got that uh, uh, big exercise thing. It's all it's mm-hmm. like yoga. It's all cardio and isometrics and stuff, and it's really good. Yes, I oh, really yeah. Oh. I mean, I grew up well, I grew I grew up in the 70s with my grandmother doing yoga. So by the time I was three, I'm going to show my age right now. 1977, I was three years old doing yoga with my grandmother. And yeah, girl. If I don't, if I don't do a downward dog and into a cobra and do my front lunges and everything else, I'm screwed. I'm screwed for the entire day. Like my, I only, my you know what? I only do a downward dog into a coma or cobra after dinner in a movie. I'm just gonna be honest with you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Never mind. Uh, well, no, Bill, you, you mentioned you uh, mentioned DDP why. yoga. I. The last time I the last time I worked with Paige uh, several years back, um, he was uh, a special referee at a card that I was working, and uh, he was limbering up before the before he went out there for the match. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching this man, and he's like, you know, in his fifties, and he is bending over and touching his head to his knees. Oh, his yeah. body straight bent over, no knee bend. Yeah, because he's been doing that for years. You can't just do that. Yeah. his whole life is yeah. that. You, you know, just can't. Like you just can't rip that out of like nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, like me. That's that's like me standing up straight, raising raising my right or left leg, grabbing myself by the toe, and and raising it in front of me, like to at least above my belly button, maybe maybe my rib cage. You know, and that that took years. Yeah, I, only learned, you, I only learned to do that five five ten years ago. I'm just happy I can do that climb the apron at this point. You know, <laughs> sweetheart, sweetheart, if I give me a week with you, and yeah, you'd be doing it no problem. <laughs> I can give you all. I can give you modified positions. Okay, it's not a big deal. Uh, you can't go uh, I heard that from my last date. I'm just gonna tell. You that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm just going to leave that one alone for now. Yeah. Oh. Okay, we lost our PG-13 rating, my bad. We need to play this because I'm sure, I'm sure Fonzie uh, has been with some of these promotions over the years. This Saturday night at the Northeast Philly International Guard Armory, Craptastic Wrestling presents a non-star-studded car of unexplainable matches featuring... The Mid-Afternoon Express versus Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy in a Falls Count Nowhere match. Jerry Idol versus Austin Waller in a fully empty arena match. Our main event, Arnold Ziffel Jr. versus Oliver Wendell Douglas IV in a Fans Bring the Steel Cage Parts match. Admission is just $1 because that's all this crap is worth. That's Craptastic Wrestling this Saturday 
Doors open at 6 p.m. Matches start whenever we feel like it. Be there! I actually think I booked on that card. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Actually, actually, the next match I'm booked in, we're having a hot dog eating contest, and there's Uh a guy in Kansas named Bones, and everybody makes fun of him, and they all talk about, you know, hot dogs and everything, and if you go up to any of the concession stands in the state of Kansas, because there's like six different promotions that run in Kansas, and you ask for the Bones special, they give you a hot dog and a handshake. (laughs) What? That's funny. That's pretty like promotions. <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny. Oh my god. Hey, how oh. you said there's six different promotions in Kansas? Do you work yes, any of them? I work all of them. Oh great. Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Um we actually actually we're really blessed in the state of Kansas because we have the Kansas Wrestling Alliance and it's really awesome because we have uh, what was four, but now three of the promotions, they work hand-in-hand. Hand. They build storylines together, and they cross-promote uh, each other. And so the fans actually end up traveling. Like, they might be one here in Kansas City and then one somewhere towards Salina and another one out in western Kansas. And the fans will travel from Kansas City to western Kansas or from western Kansas to Kansas City to see the matches to see the rivalries and to keep all their thing going. And it's really amazing. There's a lot of really exciting things going on in independent wrestling in the state of Kansas. Yeah, you know, wrestling, independent wrestling is good right now. Oh, it's, it's absolutely all, good. It all, it I work in 13 different promotions right now. 13 different promotions I'm working part of, and I love it. Nice. Good for you. Um, Great. All righty. We're going to do this thing. Back on track, or at least try to, with these two wild, wild, wild girls that we have here, uh, Fonzie. Hey, is it, la- and- is it ladies' night? It's Wednesday ladies' night. Shut up, kid. <laughs> ladies' night. Hey, uh, you, guys bring out, you guys bring me out to Kansas for something. I will. I will. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Now, one, hey, Katie, it's got to be in the right place at the right time. You know what I mean? Oh, no, that's Jeff. That's Jeff. He's a voter. You know what I mean? Jess is exactly. the worker, not me. I'm the yeah, fan. I'm the I'm the wrestler. Yeah. Katie, Katie's Katie's our Canadian. We love her. She's our yeah. she's our, our, our okay. maple I'm on our Jess. syrup. I'm her token okay. Canadian. I got this. Jess in Kansas and uh, Katie in uh, hey? Canada. Hey. And the hey. boys in Chicago. I love Toronto. I love Toronto. Uh, one of my I'm in Toronto. I'm in Toronto, dude. <laughs> I've been in the Maple Leaf Gardens when it was the old gardens and the new gardens. Um, one of my good friends, Angela Mosca, he played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I used to go to the games and sit in the press box yeah. with them. And, and I worked for Jack Tunney back in the day, way back in the day, uh, in the 80s. And then, of course, it was Vince McMahon, you know, when he ran Maple Leaf. Mm. So I love Toronto, one of my favorite cities. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a, it's an it's an amazing place from uh, everything that I've seen and yeah, that. I'll be back. So, I'll be right back. Yeah, there, by bits and pieces, everybody everybody's going to refresh their calls here, Bill, so that uh, because of because our cell phone will only hold two hours of time on it and that. So, um, 
But All uh, right. Yeah, but anyways, you know, I, I okay, I had to refresh my call, so now I can put my two cents worth in. I'm born, I was okay, born and raised in Toronto. I'll always be in. Right. I'll always live in Toronto. And I'll be back. My my maple my maple Leafs got the shit kicked out of them by Boston, you know, first round. You know, but if we we were supposed to have Tampa in the first round, but for some reason, you know, shit happened. I can't believe Boston, what happened. Boston creamed us. I am so pissed. You don't even know. Okay, three. Playoff runs in a row, and we lose. Us. Boston creamed all over us, man. Oh, don't my even know. God. Okay, but seriously, this is three playoff runs in a row that we've lost to Boston in the first freaking round. The Boston? You don't, you don't know, man. You just don't know. You just don't know. I'm so upset. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, come to Toronto. Toronto is amazing. Um, you know, they call us Toronto the Great. Uh, great sightseeing. It's, it's a great party town. Um, we've got a wonderful distillery district with a lot of really cool microbreweries by the lake. Um, the restaurants are fantastic. Uh, if, you, if you love to shop, we've got Queen Street and you hit Queen Queen and Spadina, run down Spadina through Chinatown. And then if you I, turn, I love, turn right on college, yeah, Toronto's got great right food. On, yeah, and then then we've, we've got we've got a little hippie village called Kensington Market going there. There's oh yeah, great little shops yeah. in there. Yeah, great little shops in there. But yeah, hit Young Street, you know, for anything else you want. It's just yep. like Queen Street. Queen Street's my baby. You you want you want an easy going area go hit queen street it's always fun it's not as fun yeah, as it used to be but i love queen street we stayed and we always stayed at the west end there right oh yeah and so we, everything's close by you know what i mean within 20, yeah, 15 20 minutes right we can go do anything we want food is mm-hmm. fantastic everything Mhm. oh yeah we're, we're the mecca for food i mean we're number one city to visit in the world according to vanity fair so, you know, like next next to Vancouver, go to Vancouver, same thing, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I like BC. Here. Yeah, I lived in BC as a kid. I miss it. I miss my mountains. Yeah, they got. Look up, yeah, look up my window. There's a mountain. Oh, yeah? Oh. We got the best. We got the best. <laughs> okay? Yes. I'm not even, not even going to lie. It, it, you can say whatever you no, want, but a lot of it's uh, all, all world TV, ranked. It's uh, yeah. up there with the best urban on the planet. You know. Yeah, all your good weed, a lot years. of your good weed, a lot of your good weed comes from us. So. Yeah. Yeah, I love to partake <sighs> me some uh, 420. <clears throat> yeah, oh I'm not against it. 20 right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Turn from the wrestling show into the weed show. <laughs> I was gonna say, you hang, know on, hang on, hang on. I'm in from, Canada. Like, I'm in Canada. It's legal here, so I mean, yeah, it's legal. Fantastic. Fantastic. This is a weed talk show. This is a wrestling talk show. Recreational. Recreational. Yeah, recreational is legal now, and I can grow four plants anytime I want. And you go to the shop. In there, my yeah, we right got, off the we've got a couple of shelf with Hey, man, why, why, yeah, why, why do you think I'm, I'm loving Queen Street? We, we just opened up a shop on Queen Street. Okay, so, very yeah. good. Cool. They call, you know what? It's really cool. They called it the Honey Pot. 
It's wicked. Sonny <laughs> Bond, that's your name. Yeah. You take that any way you want, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my. Oh, oh my. Pretty. It's not me this time. It's not me no, this time. I'm behaving. That's because it's usually me. I don't behave. I don't have to behave. This is not a place to behave. I am not at my grandmother's place. I don't have to behave, okay? I don't have to wait till after dinner to have my glass of wine. I can get drunk all the time I want here, okay? So, on you. Hey, <laughs> hey you guys. Hey, you guys. Uh, it's behave, not grammar rules. Like, okay, it's not. Uh, uh, I don't have to behave. I've been on the I don't cover. have to behave. I don't have no. to behave. I can wear as much makeup Katie. as I want. Bill's trying I can to wear talk as here, much please. As I want and do my hair how I want. Katie, and tell me nothing. Go ahead. I'll shut up. Katie, there. I'm shutting up. Can we up. let our guest talk? Okay, yes, good. Go. No, everybody. Everybody's cool. Everybody's cool. I was just <laughs> gonna say that I, I did a photo shoot with Van Damme and Sabu, and uh, we were featured in the High Times magazine with you know promoting Bud and stuff. Uh, so that was pretty cool. So I'm really familiar. You guys talk all the marijuana you want. I like it. It's just weed, man. Just weed. It's nothing but weed. Yeah. It's a plant. How can you hate a plant? <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. Oh, my God. All right, Daddy. Bye. <laughs> Okay, you know what? We got okay. We got we got to have we got to have Bill tell some tell some road stories here. And the and the thing is, Bill, we do not change names to protect the guilty. No, so we do not. Or you the can you Skirmal. name names, name you know, talk incidents, anything and everything that you want. It's open game. The only the only the only person who you have to worry about. Is yourself, so <laughs> so go ahead, start start uh, start uh, telling up some uh, stories about uh, being on the road, man. I don't know. I I got a few things that happened on the road, but um, this the uh, we were driving back from Miami Beach Convention oh. Center back to Tampa. It's a five-hour drive, and you got to go through Sweet. Uh, alligator, alligator Alley. In the oh and I was with you know who the great Muta is. Oh yes, oh yes, yes, yes. I was a big fan big, of his. Big Japanese star. Yes, uh, sir. Angela Mosca, Angela Mosca, uh-huh. was with me. Uh-huh. And um, Kevin Sullivan. Oh, oh wow, Mr. Sullivan. I was driving a cat. I was driving a Cadillac. We were doing you know cruising pretty fast on Alligator Alley, and uh, there was. I hit an alligator going about 100 miles an hour. So we, oh I, I stopped to see the alligator. And, you know, he wasn't all beat up. He just had like a concussion or something. So he was so big. And these, these guys were freaking out because they're Canadian. You know what I mean? They're Japanese. Nobody's ever seen an alligator like that. So um, I put him in the trunk of the car. He was so big, he wouldn't hardly fit in the oh, trunk. So I had to fold him up and put him in the trunk. Oh and we God. took him back, and we, uh, it boy. was pretty, pretty cool. Wow, poor oh boy. God. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. And, hey, hey, man, he's just a big lizard. That's all he is, he's a big lizard. Yeah, he was a huge lizard. Yeah, he was a big lizard, yeah. all right. I've got lizards. Yeah. I have bearded dragons, man. I was I was watching something with uh, freshwater crocs today, and I was just like, just a big beardy. Yeah, he... I'm not. I, I'm. I'm scared. Yeah. Of course. But. 
<laughs> yeah, but Katie, there's, Katie, there's one difference. Your lizard couldn't fight might, your yeah, hand clean off. I know. That that's what one could have. <laughs> how will my hand take my whole damn arm? Yeah. Hey, do you feed, uh, you feed them crickets, the bearded dragon? Uh, crickets, super worms, lots of greens, lots of fruits and veggies. Yeah. It's almost warm My enough to take them outside. My grandson's got the leopard geckos. Yeah. Oh, they're cool. Oh, wow. They can be assholes. Geckos can be real assholes. <laughs> uh, they can, yeah, sometimes they can be cool, but some geckos are just dicks. But I've had, this is my second pair of bearded dragons, and I tell you, best little, best small dogs you'll ever have, man. They're great. Nice. Yeah, I call, well, they behave like dogs. They're great. Yeah. Love hey, them. speaking of reptiles, um, you know who Kevin Sullivan is? When he used to come to yeah, the yeah. ring um, with a big snake, like a 10 or 15 foot python mm-hmm. or something like that. Very nice. So we did a big I'm show like at, at um, at the um, the Orange Bowl in Miami. Oh um, yeah. And it was dusty, Flair. So after oh, yeah. the show, we, go, we all go back to the hotel, and Kevin saw them all in the big suite, and and they let the snake out. That you know the the snake guy brought the snake to yeah, the yeah. room. There was about ten people, you know, uh, in the room. So we were all getting high and shit, and the drinking and eating and all that stuff. And the snake oh, yeah. uh, uh, crawled up the roof of the hotel and got lost in the hotel for like uh, <gasps> two weeks. Oh no! And, and called the fire department and fucking oh my god! Oh I yeah! Mean, it was not like a CNN and shit. Finally, they found the snake two weeks later. Oh my oh, yeah. god! Oh yeah, snakes do what they want. They they have no yeah, they, to they have no fucking Yeah, he just crawled up the corner of the wall. So <laughs> No. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, oh my I have God. to watch my, my I have to watch my dragons too because yeah, I had have to block off the fridge, had to block off underneath the couch. Daisy took off underneath the couch last week. Oh my God. Darren's like, hold on, lift up the couch. <laughs> <You know? laughs> my poor little Daisy Lou. <laughs> so yeah. I'd rather I'll, I'll take I, I love cats and dogs and everything else, but I'll take the lizard any day. They're easy. They're just awesome. Mm. Yeah, snakes, me too. Snakes. Snakes. Uh, I think if I had a snake, I think I'd want it to have a nice big room for itself. I'd make like a nice big geranium for them to have because yeah, yeah. I don't I want one in my house. <laughs> I don't need no, man, my, no. uh, domestic critters, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I understand that you're not the only member of your family in the wrestling business, sir. Yeah, I got a, a stepbrother. He, he's been wrestling for years too. Um, oh. Cuban assassin David Sierra. Oh yeah. Uh, he's been he's been all over. He's about my age. He's a, you know retired now, but we still do conventions and stuff like that. Which we. Is cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I see him on Facebook every every so often in that uh, post and stuff. I've 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 wanted to get him on for a long time because I've I always I always loved his work. 
and that. You yeah, know. he's a hell of a worker. He's got had a good gimmick. The Cuban gimmick with the flag and all that worked. Oh yeah. Oh my I mean, gosh. Yeah, I mean, yep. Yep. Tito oh my gosh. Mmm. Carlos Stallone. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've had uh, we've we've had uh, Hugo Savinovich on uh, several times. I've uh, gotten to be pretty good oh, friends yeah, with him. Cool. He's, he's a great guy. Love Hugo. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, I, know, man. oh I love. Okay, nobody loves Hugo more than me. I love Uncle Hugo. He's the best. He's <laughs> the greatest. Yeah, I love him. Cool. Don't even know. I miss him too. It's still almost time for him to come back on air. He's been gone far too long. So. All right, I gotta check on Sean. <laughs> so now, um, yeah, now, now, of course, now you talk. Now we talked about the fact, Bill, that uh, the business is definitely uh, going through a resurgence, and uh, one of those one of those ports where the uh, resurgence is happening is uh, right uh, right down your way uh, over in uh, over in Jacksonville with uh, AEW. Have you? Uh, Seen anything about that, or you got any opinions on that at all? No, no, I'm not familiar with it, but of course I've heard of it. Yeah, and uh, they got uh, good backers. They got a lot of talent. Um, they got a chance to put on something good. I've heard they've started production already. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the yeah that uh, that there are only about a month away from that uh, pay per view, and that. Uh, and uh, Cody is gonna Cody's gonna be uh, facing facing Dusty or um, Dustin, which Dustin, I yeah. love. Oh God, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, that should be great. Yeah, what an angle, right? Mm. See, usually uh-huh. see them together, not against each other. You know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jim Jim uh, Jim Molino replied back when where I told him back at you. He says. He says, LOL, sweet. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, Jim's Very a nice. good guy, man. I like him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to go to uh, another classic uh, Wrestling Authority radio ad at this time. Oh, this is one of our favorites. Wouldn't take a break, but you'll do this. <laughs> yes, I will. Tax Rebund Promotions presents Professional Wrestling a show that will not actually happen. Starring pictures of former WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor stars that we're going to put on our poster just to lure you suckers into the building even though they will not actually be appearing. Featuring the pictures of the real wrestlers who will just be local jabronis that we're getting for a hot dog and a handshake. All this will take place inside of the neighborhood bar that we're getting for the cost of a case of beer. And the ring will be a homemade wooden ring because no, we can't afford a real actual safe wrestling ring. Liability insurance, you must be crazy. We can't afford that either. I'm not getting that much of a refund check back. All we can really afford is the beer and the posters. So mommy, get my tax refund check ready and get it signed over to me because I want to hurry up and play wrestling promoter. Tax refund wrestling not coming soon 
to a location near you. Oh, I'm sure. I'm pretty I'm sure, sure I'm on that card too. I'm on that card. <laughs> I want to be in that card too. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I'm one of the local jabronis. I'm just saying. I'm like I have a hot dog and a handshake. Yeah. Are you Are you on the poster? Uh, um, uh, uh, you know what's funny is I'm a mannequin. No, 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 everybody, everybody puts blue in the corner. Nobody ever puts blue on a poster. God, they have all these ugly boys. They never put me on there, and like, I'll have cleavage. I would bring a crowd, but no, they don't use me to market their show. No, no, not at all. Uh huh. Uh, that's why I'm a heel. That's why I'm so damn mean to everybody because they won't put me on a poster. You won't put her on a poster. She just wants to be on a poster, damn it. That's why hey, I'm on a Bill poster. Bill was on posters and he was filming, me, right, Bill? <laughs> yeah, I love posters. Um, I've like uh, raised my, my price. It's a hot dog, a handshake, and a one liter of Shasta grape soda. Oh my God! <laughs> I gotta no, have my great It's got it, it's got to be Fago. No, 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 no! Don't be confusing me with Fanta. those those folks. Fanta. Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be Fanta. I'm a jabroni, not a juggalo. There's a difference. <laughs> a juggalo? Oh, I know those guys. I work with them. They're insane kind of kind of, Yeah, they're kind oh. of crazy. Uh oh. Uh-oh. They, they, okay. They did something uh, they did something with us in uh, uh one of the pay-per-views, ECW pay-per-view for Lauderdale. Nice. Uh, Van nice, Damme nice. And, and yeah. Yeah, they were pretty cool. I worked on a yeah. couple more times, but They're yeah. cool. Their followers scare the hell out of me. No offense to any of our listeners. If you are a juggalo, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Just I love you on the other end of the radio. Do not come find me in the scary. Yeah, no, you're scary. They're scary. It's one of those things. They, they scare the shit out of me. I, and I'm a big girl, and I like I walk through the valley, and I ain't scared of anything because I carry a big stick. However, those guys scare me. <laughs> well, ECW had the most rabidest fans out of any wrestling company oh, that's yeah. ever existed. So yeah, it was crazy. Um, tell us about your favorite fans from Philadelphia at the ECW Arena. Oh, the guys that supported us in real room, like uh, the the Hawaiian shirt guy, the sign guy. There were several of them that were hardcore, legitimate fans. I gotta say, sign guy and uh, yeah, Hawaiian shirt guy, hat guy. Those those two especially. Oh my gosh. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean, if uh, you didn't see Hat Guy, there you know, there would have been something there would have been something wrong. Bill, what were your thoughts when you got win that Shane Douglas had thrown down the NWA world heavyweight title? Well, that was half shoot, half work, you know. Right. Uh, that was a hot moment in the wrestling business, and and it shifted it shifted the gear for ECW. But man, you're talking about a, a legacy there. That wow, 
I mean, the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, uh, what? <laughs> I was like, what? like, that's like, I, I, you know, because you're taught when you get into wrestling, respect thy wrestling forefathers. And right. uh, then when you get into the business more and you've matured more in the business, you take a look at that tape again, you go, Shane was doing something to change the entire business, the landscape of the business. At that point, he was right. The NWA was dead. It was 1993. The NWA was dead. They didn't have a TV deal. Right. All right. I will be right Right. back. I think I know who this is, but I'll be right back anyway. Um, All right, Danny. You know, know, that's, that's one of the things. You had a guy like Shane Douglas that was just studying the wrestling world on fire that Vince couldn't figure out how to use, and they couldn't use figure out how to use them down at WCW either. So Paul got a hold of him, and, and look what happened. I mean, that guy had such a good career, and, and you Paul, know. Paul was his so good at, yeah, Paul Heyman was so good at creating characters and, and know what to do with the right guy. He was so good at that. Look at the Sandman, Taz, Tommy Oh, Green, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, a raven. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. It was <laughs> <laughs> those guys were uh, big stars there. You know what I mean? Then they became other. You know. Well, we've got a guy great. here that uh, worked with this guy that I, I'm about to bring up, and uh, hopefully okay. they can they can. Here we go, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome back to the program. He is a Chicago legend. Hi, honey. Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing good. good. How have you been? Uh, we are talking I'll, I'll, about I'll some of the. Go ahead. I would no. I was saying. I was saying if, if there there would be no PL Myers without no without Bill Alfonso, the manager right. champion. Uh, but well, that's hey. that is the true fact. Oh. P.L. Myers, a shot from the to the top, baby. This is my boy. Hey, how are you doing, Bill? Chicago man. He was very good to us. And uh, what a talented guy. Uh, he's been around, knows the business. It. He was always great to us. And uh, it was a pleasure working with Paul. He's a uh, top-notch guy. What's going on, Eddie? Um, and, the, and the great thing about Bill, Bill Alfonso was he taught me more that it was not just managing around the ring. It was doing everything, knowing about the business behind the scenes. And Bill Alfonso always was a class act, whether it was Chicago, it was Danbury, Connecticut, whatever's. He showed me what I needed to do. And uh, Bill Alfonso is truly a, a Hall of Famer. And uh, I look forward to seeing, hopefully, when he comes back through Chicago one day, we can get together and go to Rosebud. Oh, absolutely, Paul. I can't wait. Yeah. Paul, it's funny because uh, because the first because the first time Bill and I talked on the phone to set all this up, you know whose name popped up right off the bat in the conversation? Yours. DL, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we were talking about ECW legends with Bill Alfonso here, and there's somebody that I want to bring up that you worked for, well, not worked for, but worked with in 2002. <laughs> And the guy's name goes like this. He is the beast from the east. Bam, bam, Bigelow. Bigelow. Yeah. 
Yes, Bam Bam Bigelow was uh, came came through RCW, and uh, my brother and I went down there and saw Bam Bam, and uh, Bam Bam did the show, and he needed a ride back to Chicago, and my brother drove a little Saturn, and after the show they wanted to do an after party. Bam Bam's like, no, we're going home, and uh, never seen a, a big man like that squash into a little Saturn car before. Ooh. <laughs> uh, hey, Bam Bam, Big, Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow was one of the best big men in the business. He was a working oh. machine, man. Drop kicks, everything. He was fantastic. Bam Bam was a great guy. Yeah. Very, yeah. I got to meet him as a, uh, in 2002 uh, here at RCW in LaSalle, Illinois. <laughs> And I tell you what, like, that was, like, one of the biggest moments of my 12-year-old life was, you know, everybody in school was like, oh, my God, we're doing, we're, we're having a sleepover this weekend. I'm like, I'm going to meet Bam Bam Bigelow. And my, my history teacher is like, you're going to meet who? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to meet Bam Bam. He's like, where is this show and how are you getting there? I was like, well, here's the address. Here's the flyer. You take it. Go. I'll see you there. If we run any to each other. <laughs> that was the night RCW drew like 800 people. It was insane. It was in, There were so many people in that banquet hall that night. But Bam Bam delivered a high-profile match, and uh, he missed because that, that man, wow. And if you've ever watched some of his shoot interviews, go back and watch some of those because – he tells it the way it is. I mean, Bam Bam had all the right tools. He should have had a championship somewhere. Uh, he was the ECW world champion, yes, but WCW could have given him the strap. Vince could have given him the strap. I mean, hell, he was a part of one of the WrestleManias in the early days. Um, yeah, he worked with Lawrence Taylor, remember? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, yeah. I loved Bam Bam Bigelow, and uh, he's, he was a great I guy. But another one that uh, you have both worked with, uh, PL and uh, Fonzi, is a guy by the name of Chris Candido. Oh, Chris Candido. Yep. It was Chris, talented, Chris too. He was, a, he was a machine. He was very good. Uh, I got to see Candido twice down here in LaSalle, and uh, Candido was probably one of the funniest guys that I've ever met in my life because some of the stuff he'd do in the ring just to get a pop was just absolutely hilarious. I mean, it was... Yeah, he was was quite the entertainer. It was entertainment (laughs) as finest, yeah. Perfect. Uh, Now, P.L., there was something you set up uh, or were a part of back in the day, which was called the Chicago Power Series. And uh, there was a guy that uh, Fonzie also kn- knows that was a part of that, and that was Steve Carino. Yep, Steve, Car- Steve Carino won his ECW championship at the Odium in Chicago, in Chicago, in Villa Park. Wow. Yeah, sure, sure did, at the Odium. Yep. Wow. yep. So was that an ECW pay-per-view? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It was a pay. I think it was a pay per view that yes, he won it there. And, and and also, I think that was the same show. Fonzie can probably tell me 
where uh, where Sinister Minister blew his thumb off. Oh yeah, and we went to go visit yeah. him. We 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 went to go visit him in the hospital, and he's like, "Is is is PJ Myers there?" And like, no, it's PL. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got respect from all the boys, but I, but uh, but I, all I all I can say all I can say is those were great times in Chicago. But more importantly, uh, I just want to go on public record just to again, Bill, thank you so much for everything you've done for me, Chicago. He was part of uh, P- uh, PCW's Rebirth show uh, in Melrose Park in front of a sold out building, 900 people. Sandman was there, uh, Billy Corgan was there. Um, Ooh, and nice. if it wasn't for Bill, if it wasn't for Billy, if it wasn't for Bill Alfonso, which I wrote about in my book, um, oh, I wouldn't be where I was today because that was the night I met uh, PL was created was up in in uh, Buffalo, New York, where it was my first event where I flew to Buffalo, New York, dressed in just in gimmick, uh, had no other clothes, uh, went to the went to, drove found. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, Bill Velvis's girlfriend who ran concessions at the downtown, found the building, drove back to the building, ran into the elevator uh, into, with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman basically, uh, I was like star- starstruck because it was the first time I met Paul Heyman, and he, I sent him my tapes because I sent my tape- tapes to De- uh, Debbie, who, re- who ran all the, the PR stuff for, uh, for ECW. And I said, is there anything else you can do? He says, just keep doing what you're doing. After that, I ran into Bill Alfonso with Spike Dudley, went to the pay-per-view, came back, hung up with Bill Alfonso and New Jack till about probably about 4 o'clock in the morning till my flight was back to Chicago. And Bill Alfonso, whether it was Danbury, Connecticut, whether it was Chicago, whether it was the infamous Los Angeles show, Bill Alfonso has always been a great guy, and he has the uh, limited edition P.L. Myers action figure. You know I do, Daddy. Yes. <laughs> Fucking A. Thank you, oh. Paul, for those words. It's very nice of you to say stuff like that, brother. Well, well, when you ever come through Chicago, you have my number. Give me a call. But I just publicly just wanted to give you a call and let everybody know what kind of a great guy you are. Uh, in and out of the Aww. ring, and you, you've you always uh, taught so much. And the one last quick story is that uh, 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 I can talk about our famous Mr. Referee Dean here. Uh, he was doing a public access show in Aurora, and I, he came on and asked me to come on his show, which I did, and this was right after ECW was in Los Angeles. And he goes, oh, I think that whole, that whole fight with XPW was a work. I'm like, no. I said it was a shoot because there was no cameras outside. There was no videotape of it. And I said, basically what happened was that I was fortunate to drive Bill Alfonso and Sandman back to the buildings back and forth. And someone in the upper end didn't like me having Sandman's full access pass. So they basically said, well, you need a ticket. Well, I was dressed like I looked like I belonged part of the show. So basically I was there. Saw the XPW people have their shirts on. Atlas Security, who I love to death, basically told them to turn it around. And then everybody knows what happened. The Stairway to Hell match between Tommy Dreamer and Justin Credible. Someone grabbed Francine. Supposedly, uh, Paul Heyman threw his headset down and said, I'm going to kill all those guys. 
the locker room cleared out. I went up one stairway. The whole locker room went up the other stairway. New Jack's on crutches. And basically, Jack Victory was beating the living hell out of homeless Jimmy. New Jack was swinging a cane. All of a sudden, here comes the Los Angeles cops, pulls out their guns, and oh basically God. say, everybody get, everybody get back in the building or you're all getting arrested. At that uh-huh. moment, I felt this big hand grab me. It was big, a big Sal Grassano pulls me back in. And I go, yep, it was real. And some kid after the pay-per-view was wearing an XPW shirt. I told him, you better turn that around. So that was a true story. But, but Bill, again, I, I just appreciate the opportunity coming on to tell you how much you're missed and loved in Chicago. And when you come back through Chicago, thanks, you know, you're always here. Yeah, thanks. All hey, right. Hey, make sure you give uh, PO uh, my cell phone number because it might, it might not have this. It might be a new number. So please give it to him. All right, okay. well, Bill, Bill, you, Bill, you, you have it, a great Bill. night. Thank you yeah, so you much. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Thank you for coming on. You had great stories. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah, you're I loved awesome. it. That is the Thank Chicago you. legend, Theo Myers, who you can see at POW Entertainment. POW. Ow. I love it. I Ow. love any story that starts out with Bill and Fonzo and includes New Jack. That's fucking awesome. I'm just like, yep, that is, well, got it. Uh, Good. Awesome. Speaking of New Jack, New, Bill Jack. Alfonso. Great. Speaking of New Jack and Bill Alfonso and Florida, there is an incident that we have yet to talk about, and we're going to talk about mm-hmm. it right now. It is our hot topic for the night oh, with shit. Bill Alfonso in the hot seat to talk about this one. Talk to us about the infamous mass transit incident. Oh. Were you there? Yes. Of course I was there. It was a crazy night. Um, guy that knew Jack was supposed to work with, something happened to him. He couldn't work. And so so this guy, uh, he says he's one of the boys. He looked like one of the boys, young kid. Uh, wanted to uh, work with New Jack, so they put him together and somehow got carried away. New Jack busted the kid open, and he almost died. But he, he ended up dying later on, but not, not that night. Okay. It was pretty intense. New Jack got arrested. They went to court. It was a big, uh, uh, big, big deal. And uh, should have happened, but it did. You know, it happened. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say, because, because now, you know, I'm, what I'm wondering is how did this kid actually manage to talk his way into the locker room and get himself put in a match? That's the, that's the thing. That's the thing that uh, to this day, I'm still just absolutely flabbergasted about. Yeah, Lots that, of different times. Yeah, then that doesn't happen all the time. So that was that was a rare. Uh, that's a good question. How do you wiggle his way into the locker room? Because he kind of looked like one of the boys. He talked like one of the boys. That he's been around and had a good, uh, you know, a good uh, story and shit. And uh, you know, they took advantage of it. Uh, well, it was good for the business, you know what I mean. Brought a lot of attention, but you know, bad in a way. But you know, all good. Mm. Um, I was yeah. in a conversation not too long ago uh, that included uh, we were talking about 
hardcore and death matches and such like that. And I brought up, I brought up New Jack. And, like, immediately I became the hated person in the room. And, like, everybody was like, he's a murderer, he's this, he's that. And I'm like, there's two sides to this story. There is no way, you know, like, did he get carried away? Maybe. But did he set out to murder that kid? I don't think so. I wasn't there. Okay, since you were there, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm sorry my phone was breaking up. Uh, That's okay. okay. My question, my question was, um, I when the people found out that I I was like, let's talk about New Jack. Everybody in the room turned against me and said he's a murderer. He's not really a um, a good worker. He's not this. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, there's two sides to every story. I don't think maybe he got carried away, but I don't think he set out to kill that kid. I wasn't there, but you were. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, um, New Jack is a good worker. He can do it. When, we, when he was in ECW, he was a hardcore stuff, but he knew how to wrestle, but he didn't have to. He done all his hardcore stuff. And the guy, right. and New Jack didn't mean to hurt the kids. It was just one of those freak things. And it may, maybe a little bit, but he wanted to hurt him and show him, uh, teach him a lesson, but. I knew Jack didn't kill that kid. I mean, the guy bled to death, went to the hospital, got some stuff, and his life went on. He didn't die for like a year later or something, but, but not gotcha. from the uh, head trauma, not through the head trauma. And uh, New Jack is a little bit of a black sheep, but aren't we all in our own way? Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, especially when you get to the hardcore side, because I, I have – I'm manager too, and so, like, I have a wrestler that is a hardcore uh, worker – but he also does other things. But so I've sat through hardcore and death matches, which are not my favorite and are not my cup of tea. But it's okay. I don't like eating right. tubes. It's not my thing. I don't like it, but it happens. Um, but a lot of people look down upon people who do hardcore matches because they think that they are just um, like backyarders and not real wrestlers. And I, I, I think it's just uh, yeah, they think it's the bottom of the barrel. But there's a certain amount of you know. To to willingly do a backflip into a bed attack or to, you know, be slammed into, a, you know, light bulbs or whatever or <laughs> to do a, a swanton into light bulbs, whatever. It takes a, it takes yeah, a crazy, lot. right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. insane. And I, I don't know, like, you know, like when somebody after a death match comes out and they're like completely colored, which is, you know, getting when you start bleeding, it's called getting color. And so yeah. when they've got their color, they're sitting there going, and they're like, isn't it great? And I'm like, no, no, it's not. So I'm one of these people that has this, like, backpack full of, like, how to, you know, like, I've got the uh, liquid skin and all that stuff so we can stop bleeding yeah. really quick. And being, like, one of the only females in the locker room on a regular basis, I'm the mom. I'm the one that carries all the, like, hey, do you have aspirin? Hey, do you have tape? Hey, do you have this? And then, of course, the I have gimmicks. the blue goo and bingay afterwards. You're the, so. <laughs> you're the gimmick girl. I am. I am. That's me. So, uh, but, no, is this, so, I, I don't know. I, like, I thought New Jack, I've watched quite a few of his matches, and I think he's a good worker. I just think, you know, like, a lot of times you – some people think, oh, my God, that person's crazy. And it's like, well, is that their gimmick or are they really crazy? Because, like, honestly, unless you're sitting in a room with somebody, we all wear a mask and we all, I mean, you know, like, I go out I go out to the ring and I act like a bitch on wheels, but then again, I am a bitch on wheels, but then I'm not. 
And so, you know, it's like I don't go around screaming at little kids unless they're mine, and then I, you know, then I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, it, you know, but I'm a heel all the way around. So I don't like people. I don't take hands. You know, I insult people, and, you know, it is what it is. So. All good, Jess. Yeah. Yeah. So. All good. That's awesome, though. That's awesome about um, – that you you were there at that yeah that's just amazing. Hey, if, if yeah. I if I got if I had a big problem, I would want New Jack on my side. I believe that. <laughs> there you go, there you go. That says it. Because I remember, because I actually remember New Jack and uh, Mustafa Saeed as the gangsters in uh, Smoky yes. Mountain working for uh, Jim Cornette. Yes. Yeah, they oh were there. God. That's when they worked. That's that's when they were wrestling. It was a hell of a worker, yes. you know, backdrop, uh, nope. hip toss, all that. You know, right, exactly. And he didn't exactly. get a hardcore until he came to ECW and then, you know, found his niche and he was right. very good at you know, hardcore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, he was, and he's the only guy whose music played the entire time that he was in right. the ring. That was what. Right. That was funny. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's that's like wanting wanting to play hockey to, to music the whole time, you know. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and he'd have his garbage can full of toys that he'd uh, toss into the ring, and then, you know, I mean, that's like, uh, yeah. I mean, he take he take the he take the ukulele and start acting like he was uh, doing. Thrash metal and then boom over some poor sucker's head. Oh my gosh! That I was took some a crazy cookie stuff. sheet about a month ago. I took a cookie sheet about a month ago from one of my demons, God love him, and because I sang Happy Birthday to him and I was the ring announcer at that show, and uh, he absolutely bashed me in the head and with a cookie sheet. Don't worry, I sold it. But afterwards, I was like, "Do you ever come at me with a cookie sheet again? I'm going to kill you. I'm just going to absolutely kill you." So yeah, I don't like I don't like him hitting oh, him. Not my thing. Just not my thing. No, <laughs> no. I learned that he was not wanting to bake cookies. I'm I'm like, wow, you cookie sheet. No, and I like to slam, <laughs> and it folded like a taco. Oh, well, at least it was one of the I love cookie sheets. Ten ones. <laughs> 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 so they can be cool. I like them. Oh cookies. yeah. So. Well, Bill, I have a question. You are known yes. for having the whistle around your neck. Your whistle. Do you have it hanging in a special place in your house, or do you show it, you know, uh, show it like respect? Is it up on a, a mantle or anything, or did you tuck it away and forget about it? No, I, I still use it every once in a while because I do these conventions. And, nice. And, um, I do some, some uh, small shows around, you know, uh, and uh, I always take it with me because people expect that, you know what I mean? I'm dressed in costume, you know, in, uh, in my gimmick yeah. and stuff. And, uh, and if, yeah, the whistle was good to me. You Like in ECW, people hated the fucking, I had legitimate heat, people hated it. And the same guy that who would spit on me at ringside would buy me a cocktail uh, at the hotel after the matches, you know. I was like, fuck. I love that. Oh my God. I love that. But I love the whistle. They didn't know I was. Oh, that's the guy who blows the whistle. Oh my god! But you know, <laughs> it hey. was a pretty cool gimmick. Hey, 
he spit, he spits on you. He spits on you in the at the show, but then uh, helps get you drunk afterwards. That's a heck of a exactly. guy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have some, especially in North Dakota, I have a whole bunch of people. I I get like I get more heat than my wrestlers do. So like I I'm more hated than my 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 kids. So I walk out and they hate me. And like I, I sometimes I have to go to the other side of the ring because they're making so much noise at me. It's distracting from the actual match. So I have to go get away from the crowd. But then afterwards, they all come over and they're like, "Hey, we love you." And they buy my they buy my gimmicks and they buy my stuff. And they're like, "Hey, do you want to go out to dinner?" Or you know, like last time they brought me in dinner before the show and stuff like that. So yes. I, I love it. I love those people. They're amazing. <laughs> yes. Oh wow. So it's it's great it's great to have fans that hate you or you get instant heat just for being you. So I understand. Oh yeah. 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 Even as a ref, I I know I like I always liked it better when I was when I would you know miss the foot on the rope by the baby face or the heel putting his feet in the ropes and all of that. And I'd make that three count, and I would hear that crowd boo at me and everything, and yell at me. It's like, yeah, I'm doing my job. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> nice. Sometimes, nice. Turn sometimes, Good job. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, uh, that's even just that's even just doing you know not even being a heel per se, just you know, doing just you know doing the blind ref bit where you're too blind to see that the guy's got his got his feet up on the ropes in the corner and that. You know? Yeah, a lot and, of psychology and people get pissed. Back in the day, in the old days, wrestling was really protected and it wasn't so exposed like now, you know. Vince McMahon right. was sports entertainment, but, you know, so exposed with all the uh, media and, you know, the internet and everything, but uh, oh, a, sim- a simple move by putting your feet on the rope uh, and beat the guy. You know, one, two, three was a big deal back in the day. Still is sometimes. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and that's the and that's the fun thing. I mean, I you know, there there were certain crowds that I always liked working in front of because the simple stuff was. What you know would get would get over with them. Um, I I don't know I don't know if you've ever worked. Uh, did you ever work with Bob Backlund at any point? Yes, of course, Bob Backlund. Yeah. Okay. I know Bob. Yeah. He used to come to Florida Championship Wrestling. I worked with him in WWF and. Uh, awesome. Yeah, and and he came to uh, ECW also a couple appearances. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I worked with him at, uh, at uh, Windy City Wrestling, and. Um, yeah. We did we did an event one uh, night out in uh, Akron, Ohio, and Bob literally spent the first five minutes or so of the match going out to the fans, jawjacking with them, then coming in giving me grief and that. So by the time so that by the time he and the guy that he was wrestling who. Um, was uh, this was this was his unmasked gimmick? He was part of the Texas Hangman, which uh, later became uh, Disorderly Conduct uh, down in WCW. Um, Mike Mike Moran, 
And by the time that he but he was doing this thing called Kodiak, uh, the hunter from uh, Alaska. And so by the time he yeah. and Backlund locked up, oh my God, the crowd was just absolutely. I mean, they were they were screaming for Backlund's head on a platter at that point. I mean, I talk about a master ring psychologist. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Bob's yeah. good. I, I, I like Bob Ackman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm a um, he, he scared me as a child, though. That crossface chicken <laughs> wing scared the shit right out of me. Let me tell you. Oh, and, that, and that's the and that's the funny thing because of course, because of course, you know, Bob the person, as as Bill can tell you. Is mm-hmm. definitely a different guy from, you know, Bob out in the ring. I mean, Bob Bob backstage is like so quiet and soft spoken that. Uh, yes, he is. He certainly is. Yeah, but just just like the claw scared the shit out of me when I was like three and four years old. He scared the shit out of me. <laughs> no kidding. He scared the shit right out of me. Oh. <laughs> huh? Yep. Yep. What do you want? Oh my gosh! Young so, um, yeah, but um, now, now we we talked a little bit of road stories, but obviously, of course, the other fun, fun sometimes part of the business are the ribs and that. Um, now, I'm sure that I'm sure that Bill, you were not one that would play ribs on people, but I'm sure you. Saw quite a few over the years, especially in an ECW locker room. What were what were some of the better ones that uh, that uh, you that you saw played during? I during don't know. Time? I used to try to avoid those ribs because once you get caught up in those ribs, it don't stop. Uh, I remember a couple of times, like uh, back in uh, Mid Atlantic for Jim Crockett. Uh huh. Jay Youngblood, uh, Ric Flair, uh, uh, Ricky Steamboat, all those guys. Oh, uh, Steamboat. Donnie Valen, uh, I mean, Greg Valentine, Wahoo McDaniel. Uh, Greg, yeah. Uh, Don Canoodle, all those guys. Um, we'd go in a restaurant, and they would, like, take the tires off of your car or something. Those are some pretty heavy ribs, brother. You oh, know what I mean? Seriously? You leave your car jacked up. Wow. Oh my god. Uh, you want to stay wow. away from those. Oh my shit. Holy <laughs> crap. Oh my god. Oh. Oh wow. I mean, I've 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 I mean, I've 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 known of the boys though sticking sticking the rookie with the bill, but boy, check it up your car. Oh my <laughs> oh wow! Wow! Oh. oh, wow! That's that's one I don't think I I don't think I'd ever even have thought of. Holy cow! That's unbelievable! <laughs> um, freaking believable! Oh my gosh! Yeah. So, oh man! All right, well I'll tell you what. We're at the point where we got to get ready to. Uh, wrap up here. So, uh, Bill, is there um, anything that uh, you're going to be doing upcoming anywhere so that uh, we can go ahead and uh, give you a little bit of publicity over it here? 
No, just an Instagram thing a little bit, and uh, there's a, um, I think there's a, a convention coming up. I think it's in Charlotte. I think it's in August. Uh, it's a pretty big convention. I think I'm uh, going to do that. All right. Have you heard anything about that? Um, are, is that is that Wrestlecade by chance? I think it might be something like that. Yeah, it's coming up in August. It's a really big event. So uh, I might okay. try to get on that, but, you know. Oh, that would be that'd be awesome. I know there's a lot of people that would, uh, you know, would love to see you and then, you know, Phil Alfonso and Bill After together. That would be that would be a good one. I love Bill After. So, oh, Bill's been Bill's been a longtime friend. In fact, actually, Bill was kind of a mentor of mine before I broke into the ring because I I started out I was like Paul Heyman. I you know I started out. Uh, taking pictures and that at ringside for uh, Windy City before I broke in. So it's definitely some, you know, some, you know, Bill, Bill did some, Bill did some great, uh, you know, got me kind of, got me kind of going and that. And then when, uh, when I finally actually started working, Bill was probably one of my biggest supporters. We've had him on here, um, a few times and, uh, I talked I talked to him uh, pretty frequently. In fact, I actually owe him a call. It's been a few weeks since I talked to him, so I need to I need to give him a buzz. So, but uh, so, Bill, thank you, brother. I really appreciate it. Um, I'll make sure that I pass your number along to Paul. And of course, uh, you know, now that obviously I've got your number, I'll uh, you know I'll be I'll be giving you a call from time to time just to you know shoot the BS and have some fun. All right, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed myself. It was cool talking to Katie. Thanks for coming out. And, You're uh, awesome, man. You're well, awesome. Oh, we love yeah. you. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. You I'm got, back you in know what? You, I got to say, you got the number now. You're, yeah. you're welcome. You're welcome to call in and join us anytime you feel like never, it. You never, don't need never, an invitation. Never. You're here. Yeah, never mind what he's saying. Come anytime you like. You're you're welcome here anytime. I said I, I said I want you here. So show up. Just hi, I'm here. What's up? I scream. Okay, calls. let's. I yeah, right on. Calls. Yeah, so I'll get you. <laughs> very very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, right. Thanks guys for having me on. Hopefully we can do it oh, again. Oh, thanks for coming out. Oh yeah. You got it. Really? You got it. Thanks, man. Bye right, guys. Uh, all right, talk to you later, Bill. Thanks for cheering me up. See ya. Ah, uh, all right. Wow, this was fun, guys. This was fun. I definitely had a, I definitely had a great time tonight. Uh, okay. I know I know you guys did too. That's that's for sure. Um, so, Sean, anything uh, you want to tap into before we uh, call it a night here, man? Uh, actually, yes, there is. I'm going to need about, uh, well, we've got two left so on that good. clock. Um, Just go. I have something go. I need to say. Say it. You're pregnant. Don't spray it. Are you pregnant? <laughs> okay, if, if he's pregnant. You know what? You just made the list. Oh, no.
following is a public service announcement brought to you by the one and only Sadistic Sean David. If you, yes, you, I'm talking to you, Mr. Wrestling Superstar, want to take a booking with a wrestling promoter, then honor the booking. Because we have yet another wrestler that has decided that they are no longer going to be a part of Rebellion Rising on June 1st in Pontiac, Illinois. <sighs> yep. And it's somebody that we've had on on this show in the past. Yeah. Yeah. That won't happen again. Nope. nope. Um so I'm 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 yeah, I don't I, I don't know why um this person decided that they were no longer going to be a part of the event, but um it's whatever. You took the booking back in November, you had no problem taking it then, and now here we are eh, five to six weeks before the event and, and you're bailing. So uh, I'd like to know who's picking up our, our talent. I'd I'd really like to know who's uh shooting on us. That's not okay. Um so there will be a replacement yeah. for him as well now for June the 1st at Rebellion Rising. Um, I don't know who else would be the next one to jump, but uh, we'll see what happens. I'm not trying to jinx myself. I just know that there's fuckery going on. The fucking is happening. Yep. Yep. Um uh, I don't know who's responsible for it, but we'll get to the bottom of that in due time. And uh, the next thing I want to talk of, about. Go ahead, I was going to say it's kind of a cunt. It's kind of a cunt move to like not like. Here's the deal: if somebody's got a hold of me and I decide to quit, I'm going to tell you why I quit. I'm going to come right to you and tell you, so you don't have any questions in your mind. So these people that are bailing out without explaining and anything, they're pussies. Straight up pussies. Or like, coming up with lame you're... excuses. Yeah. Tell me what's really going on. Be honest. Because anything you do, you should be honest about. Whether it's good or bad. And if you can't be honest about it, you shouldn't do it. Yep. Just my two cents. Exactly. Sorry. I just, I'm not okay with that. I hear you. I'm, I'm exactly the same. Now, we do have one thing that we need to cover before... Excuse me, we go off the air. I'm going to let Steve take this one away because there there are some huge allegations against former guests. And at this point, all they are allegations... But uh, we need alone. to bring this up. Well, um, yeah, this is yeah. Well, we when uh, when we heard about it this afternoon, um, well, it was it was definitely uh, shocking, saddening, and disappointing. Um, but uh, the but the gentleman that um, we all know as. Uh, Esther Mo, Bobby Horn. Um, there, um, 
are some there are some allegations that have come out and um unfortunately the some of the people that are making these claims are in fact people whom Sean and I both personally know. Yes. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go any farther on that end of it. Um but according to the word that is going out, um Bobby Horn has been basically scamming money off of people. We don't know how long we don't we don't yeah. We we don't we don't know yet how long this has allegedly been going on or anything like that or how much has been taken. Um I mean again, this just got brought to our attention uh, late this afternoon. So we're so we're still we're still in the primary stages of it. Um now the reason that uh this is upsetting besides the fact that of course we've had Bobby on several times and um we had always held him in such high regard. Um Sean and I were going to take Bobby on as a partner when we when we went uh, to reopen our That's great. And right now um, if if in fact the information that uh, we're hearing from these people who, like I say, Sean and I both both know them quite well. I know both people very well. Sean knows one of them very well. Um, that is making that is making these claims. Um, but um, you know, if in fact this is all factual, Sean and I kind of look at each other and go we really dodged the bullet here because you know if if we would have gotten taken for a ride by him because of this um you know, there would have there probably would have been repercussions that would have had an effect not just on on the RWF but on this show as well Yes, because I, I mean, have it, a feeling it, it, that uh, some friendships might have been might have uh, ended over this. That's correct. Uh, you know, there's there's just so much going on with that. Uh, we'll get to the bottom of that. Maybe we'll have some more news Tuesday night on that. Um, I am going to reach out to Tracy over the weekend, or Steve will. One of us will, if not both of us, and and try to get to the bottom of it. And uh, yeah. we we'll have some more answers for you on uh, Tuesday night turmoil on Tuesday night. Um, despite what everybody is saying that you may be hearing, uh, June 1st is still taking place. It'll be June 1st, Pontiac, Illinois, RWF Rebellion Rising, and it's going to be a huge event. Um, the main event is going to be Diamond Steel against a returning Illinois Valley legend who made his debut in the area in 2002. So um, you definitely want to be on hand for that. Uh, We are talking to several people to replace the uh, uh, person that we lost today, Brandon Espinoza. So 
Uh, we'll have an announcement about that hopefully soon, and uh, we will get an updated card posted by the end of the weekend on the RWS Facebook page. Yep, yep. And uh-huh. uh, now, t- now, and tickets and tickets were uh, were placed uh, today, right, Sean? Yes, uh, we have fifteen. Gen- er, excuse me, fifteen front row tickets available. At each location that I'm about to name, we have 15 available at Marshalloni's Pizza of Pontiac, and we have 15 at Trainer Flooring of Streeter. They are $15 a piece for front row, and each location also has 40 general admission tickets available, and those are 10 a piece. $10 a piece. Yes. Front rows are so 15 Every the rest of ringside is ten. Yes. Cool. Uh, now, um, they only have limited tickets available when they're when they're going. Still get your tickets online through Eventbrite. Um, we recommend that you get your tickets sooner rather than later because there's going to be more advertising that's going to hit starting next month, and you. Don't want to miss out on this event. Don't let the naysayers keep you from missing what's going to be one of the biggest events to hit the Illinois Valley this year. Yep. As we celebrate 26 years of independent professional wrestling in the Illinois Valley area, while others have given up, we have not. So um, nope. you need to be nope. here for nope. this event. And it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great card. We talked about it last night on Tuesday in our turmoil. If you wanna know the updated card well before we lost to today's guy, um go listen to Tuesday in our turmoil from last night. But we'll have an update on the card before the end of the weekend, hopefully, and uh we're gonna be back here Tuesday night for Tuesday night turmoil. Um, there are some events going on this weekend. If you have an event in your area that is not craptastic wrestling Please make sure you go out and check that out. Yep. Um, and uh, this, in fact, is coming Friday night. Um, Dustin Rhodes makes his first post WWE um, appearance at uh, at a show called Shattered Dreams. Um, we've talked about we've talked about that show several times before. Um, so if you're uh, if you're out uh, east where that's going to be happening, um, make sure you make sure you go. This will be this will be the first chance that uh, you get to see Dustin post Goldie. Yep. So. Cool. Yep. All right. And well, I, yep. can seen, I can be seen. I can be seen. I say I can be seen in Salina at the Kansas Auditorium on Saturday. So. That's where yeah. I will be. Yeah. There you go. Right? That's where you'll be. <laughs> and Katie will be home in front of her TV. Uh, well, watching she's that hockey keep, She keeps... She's got to hold the home front down. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't got to watch hockey no more, okay? It's not going to interrupt back down or anything anymore. Okay? You don't understand. Yeah, I love hockey, but the playoffs, they... They just interfere with shit. You don't understand, okay? I missed the whole season, last season, the whole last season of 90210 due to fucking Maple Leaf games, all right? So I'm okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Let's tell everybody what time it is. Folks, it is time (sighs) to clean up 
take your trash to the garbage can. Turn off the lights. Give us your parking test to validate. I would take out my trash, but I done broke up with him. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.